It's Monday, and that so happens to be the day that I like to talk about monsters. I'm Jeff Arbuckle, and this is Monster Mondays, presented by Film Seizure. Beware the stare that will paralyze the will of the world. This week's Monster Mondays is talking about the 1960 sci-fi classic Village of the Damned. Initially, this was meant to be produced by MGM as an American movie in the late 50s. Supposedly, Michael Rennie was considered for the leading role, with several other late 50s character actors joining the cast as well. It continuously found delay as MGM was forced to bow to pressure from various religious groups who objected to negative representations of a virgin birth. I mean, not only is it a negative depiction of virgin birth when it comes to virgins having given birth to monsters and what have you, but holy shit, there are like 15 virgin births in this town. So these groups decided to throw a bit of a hissy fit over it. The film was then moved over to MGM's British studios. Television director Wolf Rilla was signed on to direct, but before he could go into production, he felt that he needed the script, which was originally written by an American, to be touched up to be more realistic in terms of how it depicted British life in the country. Rilla opted for a documentary style of filmmaking, believing that it would make the strange that much more strange. Upon release, Village of the Damned was very highly received by critics, both in the UK and in the United States. And it makes sense why, too. This wasn't a gothic monster like Dracula, or a mad scientist like Frankenstein. It's not a space-age romp with alien monsters or an alien invasion. This felt more grounded, more present, more personal. It was a small town in the middle of Britain suddenly inflicted with mutant children with unusual looks and terrible powers. What their end goals were or how they came to be is not really all that well looked into or all that well explained and not really given much attention whatsoever. They exist and it could be happening now or tomorrow morning in the real world. The movie doesn't try to trick you with lots of special effects, what like giant monster movie would. It doesn't bore you with scientific over-explanation of the children's origins. And that's just it, right? This is something that is supposed to be a happy occasion for a home that turns into horror and confusion. It's inside your home and something that you, as the creature's parents, should be loving and caring for and protecting. But it doesn't want that from you. It wants to know all that is learnable and use that knowledge to its own benefits. That's terrifying and makes for the perfect recipe for a fresh, original creature feature. Midwich, a small British village, have have a bunch of people just kind of going about their normal day. Suddenly, everyone within a certain radius of the town suddenly falls asleep. As outsiders start to realize that no one is answering their phones or being heard from, it's realized that all living things have an instant case of the sleepies when they get to a certain point around the town. The British Army goes in to investigate. Nothing prevents people from falling victim to this, not gas masks or any other gear. And when a soldier goes in with a gas mask, he falls over asleep, and when he's pulled outside that town limit there, he comes to and then claims to be cold, very cold. Next, they send a plane overhead to check things out below. And when the pilot dips below 5,000 feet, he too falls asleep and crashes to his death. Roughly four hours later, everyone reawakens. 
The Army has no idea what caused the incident. No apparent health, biological, radioactive, or psychological cause is found. Two months later, every woman of childbearing age becomes pregnant at the same time. And what's more, the fetuses are growing very quickly. The children are born with strange eyes and unusual weight of each one being over 10 pounds. They also have unusual hair type and narrow fingernails. As the children develop quickly, they are unusually intelligent, but also grow precocious. It seems that they have something of, I guess you could say, a a hive mind. When one learns something, each of the other children learn the same thing at the same time. Also, there's a particularly mean glare that they give people. Their eyes light up, and they seem to be able to control people's actions. More time passes, and the children age. They all have blonde hair and dress alike. Other kids in the town are not accepting of these new kids. They aren't really allowed to be around the strange kids, and even the adults are wary of them. That said, the children are not exactly impolite to their parents or the other adults in town. They're just creepy. Meanwhile, it's discovered that these so-called timeouts that happened in Midwich also happened in several other places across the world with very similar outcomes. Since the children have been born, strange deaths have plagued the village as well. Locals believe that the children are to blame. And it's decided that all of the children will live together under one roof and be closely monitored as they attend a special school. The children's powers are expanding and growing. They are reading minds and able to control them as well. One villager nearly hits one of the children with his car, and the children make him get in the car and kill himself by running it into a brick wall. They later make that guy's brother shoot himself after he gets suspicious about the children's involvement. The other places where mutant children live, the children are basically destroyed. Meanwhile, the men in town decide that maybe it's time to form that good old-fashioned staple of a good monster movie in a village, an angry mob. They plan to burn down the school the children live in, but that goes over just about as well as you might think. A single child is able to make the leader of the mob burn himself and force the others to stand by helplessly. Realizing that they will very likely be exterminated by the British government, the children decide that they must spread out and do their work in the world. David, the leader of the children, asks his his father, Gordon Zellaby, to help him get out of town. Gordon figures out how to block the children's mind-reading powers. At the next session at the school, Gordon decides to bring a time bomb. As David and the others try to break through Gordon's defenses, they learn about the bomb just moments too late before it goes off and kills all the children in the resulting fire. So let's get to my three things I like about Village of the Damned. First up, I like that there are differing reactions to the news that the women are pregnant. Our leading lady, Anthea Zellaby, is overjoyed, uh, and as her husband is, Gordon. A 17-year-old virgin is devastated how it is just completely impossible for her to be pregnant. One woman is believed to be a cheater and actually attempts suicide because her husband only came back from sea in between the incident and the discovery of the pregnancies. 
It also upsets the town vicar who just can't hear what the doctor has to say with all these ladies getting busy with guys all of a sudden. Uh, the whole sequence with the various characters learning of their pregnancies or the aftermath is just fantastic. Second, I like that the origin of the children are it's not really explained. Uh, there is some convoluted theory around where the children might have come from, but it doesn't really solve the mystery. It's kind of like the very basic explanation in Night of the Living Dead that explains a satellite and radiation caused the dead to rise. It's almost a throwaway to give some sort of explanation as opposed to having none whatsoever. Why the kids happen, why the timeouts happen, what the kids were supposed to do, none of it's really explained. It was just the thing that happened. Probably related to aliens, but no further invasion or any other indication of that is present. They are simply referred to as mutants throughout the movie and an evolutionary jump. And third, I mean, come on, it's the kids. These little jerks are creepy as all get out. They don't emote. They don't seem to have any desire to fit in with anyone but their own kind. I think the idea was to have these children represent an uncaring next generation that was destined to not just replace their parents' generation, but destroy them. The lack of emotion, or to be more accurate, the lack of caring is scary to the older generation. The children are there to help the parents as they grow you know, older and more feeble. However, if these children don't care, then the older generation is left to essentially die with little to no feeling of love from those that they loved and raised. I, I feel like there is most definitely an attempt to prey upon the audience's fears of growing old and alone and being discarded by the generation they reared. It's subtle, but it works. Plus, I mean, come on, creepy kids be creepy, man. That wraps up this week's Monster Mondays. Don't forget to check out new episodes of Film Seizure every Wednesday and a new installment of Monster Mondays each Monday on FilmSeizure.com as well as places where fine podcasts are found like SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Additionally, hop on over to Facebook and Twitter to follow us by just searching for Film Seizure. You can also check out new posts at my website, bmovieanima.com, each and every Friday. So, until next week, stay spooky.